Welcome back to another episode of Focus on EDU. I'm Doug Conopelko from CDW Education. Excited for us to kick off another episode. Today we're talking esports and education, and more specifically, we're talking about mentorship and fellowship in esports and scholastic esports. And my guest today is Julie Maffer George from Fresno Unified School District. We're going to bring Julie in and talk a little bit about what she's working on. So, Julie, welcome. Tell us uh, your name, your role, a little bit about what you do. Good morning, Doug. Thanks for having me. Um, so, I am a tech technology support specialist for Fresno Unified. I also am the coordinator of our STEAM activities, one of three of us, and also the coordinator for our eSports uh, program. Wonderful. So we're talking eSports today. This episode's about fellowship and mentorship in eSports. So first we'll, we'll define a term here, right? eSports itself. Uh, we're going to go with that esports is competitive video gaming uh, that takes place between two human competitors or between human competitors and opponents. Uh, they can go from one-on-one -on -one all the way up to, I think, right now, 6v6. Um, so what does esports look like in Fresno Unified? Well, esports in Fresno Unified has been around since the fall of 2018. So um, we jumped right in with a... a, a district-wide esports league. Um, we didn't go one school at a time. We went all in. So for uh, eight seasons now, we've had uh, all 14 of our high schools uh, taking part in esports. Um, we have played both Rocket League and League of Legends. Um, we're currently playing Rocket League, and we are looking to um, – we play – typically we play one game at a time, or that's how it's been. Uh, our esports program is a collaboration between our IT department, which I am a part of, and our athletics department, um, specifically student engagements. And up until last fall, it was primarily just let's play esports, let's play games. So we did one game at a time. Um, this fall, though, uh, coming up in uh 2022 uh, September, we want to expand that to add multiple game titles. Um, so we're looking at adding possibly Overwatch um, to our Rocket League for high school. Um, we also launched uh, a pilot in middle school this semester with Rocket League as well. Um, so we had four of our 17 middle schools participating. Um, we're going to launch that larger um, in the fall district-wide. And also we have an elementary esports program that I started two years ago in the middle of the pandemic with Minecraft esports. Um, and within Minecraft, we have about 20 schools that participate and about 250 students total in elementary. So that's kind of the broad, big picture of what we're doing. Wow. So I heard a lot of different info there, right? Um, some some pretty impressive statistics. I know you're talking about the number of schools a lot of the times, right? Because you are a very large district. So Correct. when you say 14 high schools, how many students um, do you think between elementary, middle and high school you're you're serving with your esports program at this point? Um, well, being that we also did Minecraft in middle school, I would say we, we have roughly... 800 to a thousand kids per year that we're we're reaching um and we want to expand that that's that's a drop in the bucket of the number of kids that we have uh in our district but uh you know we have we realize we have a, lot of a room to grow and we just we want to offer this opportunity to every student that could possibly want to 
enjoying esports or any type of uh, scholastic gaming. So what does that look like from the district running it level, right? Because I think a lot of uh, scholastic esports is done on a school by school basis. So how is this uh, different with you running the whole league? So we reach out to uh, primarily our CTE teachers that have the devices in their classrooms that can handle the games that we want to play. And we uh, meet with them individually or over a Teams call and we just say, hey, you know, here's what we're looking to do. Are you interested in at least trying it out? Um, and initially it was just, hey, you know what, all you need to do is facilitate and have uh, open up your classroom and let kids come in. And what we realized pretty quickly is that works. But as a coach myself, I coached, you know, traditional sports for really felt there was something missing in that that mentorship piece that we're talking about um, and we really want the coaches to be invested in and and not necessarily the program yes the program but that comes along with investing in the students um, and seeing those students thrive um, and and like everybody I think kind of has come to realize is that Esports provides that opportunity for students that have never participated in any other, um, maybe outside activity outside of their school, let alone a sport. Um, and so we really want to create um, that mentor, teacher-student mentor program. So for us as a district, um, it looks more like a comprehensive program, and that's the word I, I tend to use, of not only having the sport and coaching a sport, but developing the coaches, developing the students, um, letting the administrators also see how this is impacting students. And what we've noticed too is an increase in, in um, GPA in students that are participating in esports, an increase in attendance, um, an increase in just community as a whole. And so from a district level, I think it really is, um, it, it's, 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 like running a, a sport or I like, I, I think the closest sport would be like track, you know, where you have multiple events occurring. Um, but we also have within our district, something called the tournament of technology, which we've done in our middle school for 15 years. So as an IT department, this is kind of a natural progression for us. So you touched on mentorship a little bit there. So with something like Scholastic Esports, what what could or what does uh, mentorship and fellowship look like in a program and why is it important? Well, I think it's vital. Um, our demographic within Fresno Unified is largely uh, lower income families, about 78 percent of our student body do come from low income families. And often that is a single parent home. And we realized that a lot of students are really craving that parental relationship or that mentorship. Um, some of our older students often are, are parenting their kids, their siblings, um, as opposed to just being a, a kid. And so we want to be able to train and coach our coaches uh, to kind of fill that gap and fill in that void that may be missing. Um, and so we we are working with some partners to develop uh, some comprehensive, you know, kind of coaching modules, I, I like to call them, of, you know, things like teaching them 
communication more than just maybe they would get in an educational setting, but um, holding communication workshops and uh, conflict resolution, um, understanding why kids are wired a certain way um, and being able to um, come alongside students and not just in a gaming sense, but like opening their room. We've, we have a lot of teachers who will open their room at lunchtime and the kids will just come in and game. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be that game that um, that we're playing within esports, but they just open up their room and say, hey, you know, if you want to play Minecraft or, uh, you know, whatever it is, Pokemon, come on in, sit down, have a place to hang out where it's safe and you can get to know um, that coach in particular and teacher and also other students who are interested in the same things that you are. But we really, really want to develop the coach um in that mentorship role um, so that they can um, just really come alongside those students and help them to grow, not just educationally, but emotionally, um, socially, um, kind of a well-rounded student approach. You mentioned um, that you're building things out with partners. And I think that in addition to mentorship and fellowship, which is what uh, we're talking about today, I think partnership, right? If we're going to, if we're going to keep shipping all of these things, um, you know, partnership is also really important. So, you know, what is that, what kind of partners have you worked with on, on what sort of projects within esports that other folks that maybe are earlier in their journey could learn from? Absolutely. Um, so that's part of my main role is making connections, making those partnerships and uh, with industries, uh, industry partners and with other coaches, uh, whether they be uh, high school districts or college coaches. Um, you know, our goal is we want to prepare our kids for college and career. And so I'm reaching out to um, all different kind of industry partners. You know, CDW is, of course, one. Um, you know, we work alongside MSI um, for devices. Um, we work with the Spectrum for, you know, um, gaming chairs and booths and things like that. But we also work with uh, COPE, um, which is the Coalition of Parents in Esports. We work with Gaming Concepts, uh, which is curriculum that uh, we are actually going to uh, begin this in the fall teaching a course um, in esports where kids can actually take it as a class. Um, so with Generation Esports, they, they're kind of the umbrella of HSEL and also uh, gaming concepts. Um, we're working with Game Plan, which is an LMS um, that will allow it uh, to be really simple for coaches to be able and teachers to be able to um, input uh, their modules or their uh let curriculum lessons in the classroom or after school um, for esports. Um, goodness, high school GG um, is a, is been a huge partner for us. Uh, Todd Connolly, um, he actually was here just on this weekend helping us with uh, just that being able to teach kids how to live broadcast and how to shoutcast and do video production and event production. And those are all things that we want to integrate within our program so that, you know, we understand that just like any other sport, you know, it's the top 1% of 1% that are going to go on to professional esports. But if we can teach them skills in video production, graphic design, journalism, you know, any of those things that we already have within our CTE pathways, then we're providing them job skills that 
that go along into an industry that is just exploding right now. So um, also, I would say we, we, we are working as a, a Twitch student uh, partner. Um, we, we have that all pretty much lined up and should be launching that in the next uh, couple of weeks to month here, um, which is super exciting because we want to be able to share uh, the entire experience of what we as Fresno Unified are doing. Um, we want everybody to be able to know, hey, you can do what we're doing and hopefully you'll do it better and we can learn from you too. You know, one of the things I've loved about the Scholastic Esports community is that willingness to help, that willingness to uh, just connect with new folks and help them on their journey. So, you know, if there are any folks who are listening to this or watching this, right, that are wondering what is it like to start a program, I know we've had those kinds of conversations where I've introduced you to people and said, oh, you've got to talk to Julie at Fresno because she can tell you, like, she can give you the real behind the scenes of this is what happens when you try to start a program. So love, love that side of it. Um, believe it or not, we are getting close here to the end. So uh, before we go, if there people are interested in learning more, whether it's about Fresno's program or just about Scholastic Esports in general, um, what are some good resources, books, people to keep track of uh, that you would recommend? Absolutely. So um People in particular, if you're interested in Minecraft esports, now knowing um, you are more than welcome to reach out to uh, to myself at any time. Um, but Stephen Reed, he's the creator of Minecraft esports worlds. Um, Layla Bolman, she works for Microsoft. They are they have a, a some curriculum for Minecraft as well as uh, Insight Edge Execution. I'm sorry, Insight Execution. Uh, I2E they have uh, they have a comprehensive how do you get started with esports um and then i would say for books obviously if, if you're interested in uh having a pathway within your cte program gaming concepts uh is available for you to be able to integrate it's a great book just to read um it also incorporates a lot of health and wellness and mindfulness meditation that type of thing like developing exercise programs for students in esports um and then I would say also um, Marcus Howard has a book called um, uh, uh, Innovate, um, Innovate Gaming in Esports. Um, that's a great book. Um, it was It's just been released recently, but it has a lot of input from uh, industry leaders um, that have done it. I would, I would also, um, you know, one of the big partners we have is the Interstate uh, Esports Association and uh, it, it just is a great group of people who are trying to create esports within each state so that we can eventually grow it to where we have interstate, like a national championship. And so um, I would say uh, reaching out to Nate or Danielle, uh, Danielle Johnson, she's in, in Texas, um, or uh, Nate Thompson um, as well, like they, uh, or even um, reaching out to, um, James O'Hagan, um, he's somebody I consider a mentor. Um, and then if you really want to see a top-notch college um, environment, Doc Haskell at Boise State, he's he's also somebody. And they are, they are all people who have helped us along the way. And, uh, and like you said, Doug, it's just amazing to see the community that's built within Scholastic Esports. Well, Julie, thank you so much for your time today and sharing your story with us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to like and subscribe so that you can be notified whenever we post new content. Looking forward to seeing you next time.